When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're talking all things routine. And to get a little bit more specific about how I want to approach this topic, I'm going to be sharing some of my own personal reflections and experiences from being on both sides of what we'll call the routine spectrum for this episode. So whether that's super routine oriented and structured with my life or sort of the opposite, so less structured and more free flowing with my day-to-day life and I hope that the takeaway from this episode is that it's okay if we find ourselves on different points on that spectrum and what works for me may very well look very different for you or the next person and I think having been removed from really structured environments for some time whether that's school or you know, work life, I have just been able to take a look at what works really well for me and some of the things that I find a little bit more limiting to my creativity or that just don't really generally support my sense of well-being. Now, I'm not really trying to make a case for either being highly routined and structured or less routined and less structured. I just want to share some of my own personal reflections, like I said, from being at both sides and some of the things that have helped me to find a balance of what works really well for me. This is, like many of the things I share on this podcast, an ongoing discovery, an ongoing evolution, and my routine has changed so much over the years. And I would say the biggest change is that I no longer put pressure on myself for my routine to to look a certain way or match, you know, a societal expectation of how I should be setting myself up. I have given myself space to explore that on a more personal level and kind of tried to disconnect from constantly trying to see what other people are doing and then base my routine on that. I certainly think it helps me to see what's working for other people and then pass that through my own personal filter of do I think that that would be supportive of how I want to operate or is that type of routine or making time for that activity really, really important in my life? 
So let's kick off this conversation by talking about times in my life where I've been very structured and very routine oriented and some of the thoughts I have surrounding those times. So the first and potentially most obvious times or periods of time, I should say, in my life where I've been very structured has sort of been because of my involvement in school or work, where to some degree, schedules and routines are sort of prescribed and what you do in your free time is up to you, but there is a general day-to-day structure. And following that, I would say routines that I've implemented just within my own personal life have been in periods where I would say the first period where I became very routine oriented in my own free time was when I was experiencing a lot of challenges with my mental health. And the other time that I experienced a lot of routine in my day-to-day life is actually when I first became self-employed. Even though I had this blank slate to basically decide how I wanted my day-to-day life to look, it was almost like I didn't know where to start. And rather than, again, learning what worked for me and trying to set myself up for success, I just kind of kept going the way that I was when I was doing a nine-to-five. So let's talk first about my routine and what that looked like when I was experiencing anxiety. Now, the one of the biggest characteristics of my anxiety was feeling overwhelmed and out of control. And prior to that time in my life, I would say besides school, I really wasn't a very routine person. And so that was the first time in my life where I started to implement daily routines and more specifically morning routines. I was consuming a lot of sort of books and podcasts and that kind of thing related to mental health and they seem to always put a lot of emphasis on morning routines but also just building time throughout the day and throughout the week to attend to your mental health and well-being. So for a period what that looked like to me was every single day I was building in activities with the intention of supporting my mental health. Now, this was kind of done from a reactionary standpoint. My mental health was kind of already at a bad spot at that point, and I was kind of trying to fix it rather than having already had these routines in place. And because I really didn't struggle a lot with my mental health growing up, I hadn't put any thought into what a routine would look like that was in support of my mental health. I understood what routine should look like or could look like with respect to physical health and exercise, but I really had no understanding of what that would look like from a mental health perspective. So again, a lot of the literature and podcasts and media that I was consuming at the time helped me to 
form that foundation. So predominantly what this looked like for me was having earlier mornings and carving out time for journaling and meditation and self-reflection. And I felt a great connection to those activities during that period of my life because it helped me to feel grounded. It helped me to feel a sense of control when, again, I felt so out of control with my mental health. And it just helped me to have like a tether to myself and just check in with myself on a daily basis. So we'll get back to how that has evolved over the last couple of years. But the other time that I was very routined in my life, which I had mentioned earlier, is basically when I first started working for myself. And it was a very gradual process of leaving full-time work and then going down to part-time and then fully being self-employed. But what I noticed happening was I continued to operate, as I said, in sort of a similar structure to the one that I was operating in when I was working nine to five, which to me is very interesting because when I was working a nine to five, I found that that wasn't really the most supportive schedule for me. And so now I have this opportunity to redefine what that day looks like. And I just didn't really know where to start. So I think it's very understandable that as I transitioned into this new schedule and this new lifestyle that I continued operating in a similar way even though those same kind of expectations were no longer placed on me. Now the key reflection that I'm having with respect to these two major periods where I've been more routine oriented or more on that kind of rigid side of the spectrum is I was starting from something that someone else had kind of decided was what works best. So with respect to my mental health, I really didn't know how to support that. So I started with what other people said was supportive of them. And the same goes for my experience with self-employment. So I think that was a really good place to start with respect to establishing a routine. However, when I started to feel the pressure for it to look a certain type of way and I wasn't really feeling that every single thing that I was trying to cram into my routine was the most supportive of me, that's when I began to feel myself wanting to move a little bit towards the other side of the spectrum and also just to find a balance of what worked well for me. As for the pros and cons of this period of time where I was very routined and very regimented with my routine, I would say the first one, which I kind of already touched on, is that it helped to ground me and also made me feel like I was regaining that sense of control, especially when my mental health made me feel very out of control. There was also a very ritualistic aspect of my routine, and there's something that I find to be really satisfying about that. And I think along with that, it just made me feel accomplished, especially with my morning routine, is it made me feel as though I could start my morning and my day off on a really good foot. And I think 
hand in hand with that, getting things done that are important to me through my routine helped to build my confidence because I was showing myself and giving myself evidence that I was capable of kind of showing up for myself and taking time for myself and seeing that that was having a positive impact on my mental health. Another thing that I would say was really positive about my routine was, I would say this is kind of a two-in-one, is I am very prone to choice overwhelm and when I feel that sense of choice overwhelm, I can just avoid things altogether. So I find that systematizing areas of my life helps me to not feel like I'm starting from scratch every single day and I'm not reinventing the wheel every single day. That helps to really manage this feeling of overwhelm and the energy that I would put into trying to decide how to start my day I could put towards something else and I would just have my routine that I would fall into and not need to be faced with the overwhelming decision of how to fill that time. I generally just find that systematizing areas of my life where I don't necessarily feel the need to have a lot of creativity within, it just makes me able to pull my energy away from having to think so much about that thing and just allows me to reinvest that energy into other areas of my life. So for example, something that I really like to systematize is my meals. And again, if I ever want to switch it up, I can, but I just like having a routine around meals because for whatever reason, I find having to think of a meal every single day overwhelming and I sometimes forget all of the options that I have. So sometimes just having a rough meal plan and systematizing that area of my life and having a routine around ordering groceries on a weekly basis, that is an example of how systematizing certain areas can allow me to have more energy for, you know, my creative pursuits or things that I really want to be investing my energy into. Now, with that being said, when I was pretty regimented and very strict with myself with respect to routine, there were some things that I began to notice I was having some resistance to. The first is that I noticed myself putting a lot of pressure on myself to have the exact same routine and do things for the same amount of time at the same time of day every single day, despite fluctuations in my energy or my mood so even on days where I was feeling really really sluggish and my body was really telling me that I needed to dial it back a bit I would feel badly about myself if I were to do that and the minute that I fell out of my routine in any small way I would feel really thrown off and really thrown off balance and you know any unexpected changes so let's say someone asked me to hang out or go for coffee or go for a walk that would kind of disrupt my routine I would have a hard time kind of bouncing back from that and readjusting myself when things came up even if there were things that I wanted to do just things that were unexpected as part of my routine. This is when I began to notice that my routine wasn't really allowing me to be adaptable in the way that I wanted to be and kind of prompted me to establish a slightly different relationship to my routine so that I could make space and time for just 
planning things last minute and being available for friends and families and calls and not feeling like that would throw my entire day off balance. Another thing I noticed is that I would get really sucked into comparing my routine and what I was capable of, you know, fitting into my day to others. And I would always have this kind of feeling of not being able to keep up. I found this especially with the realm of wellness. It felt like I was never doing enough. It felt like I was always feeling this sense of not doing enough for myself and not doing enough to attend to my self-care and I think that was a result of consuming a lot of that content and seeing what other people were doing and not passing it through my own personal filter of does this feel sustainable to my lifestyle is this something that I really think would be supportive of me I would just see that someone was doing something for their mental health or wellness and I would immediately feel the sense of urgency to incorporate that into my own routine without really questioning it to the point where I never felt like I could do enough. And rather than this actually being supportive of my mental health, I actually found it to be the opposite. So once I started to have this realization, that's when I actually began to sort of dial it back a bit and just question what do I actually need for myself and what feels really good and, you know, kind of tune myself out of conversations about what other people were doing for that period of time. Another big area of frustration for me during this period of time where I was very routine-oriented and very strict with myself is actually my creativity felt like it was sort of... There was a lot of pressure on my creativity. Something I've generally felt resistance to throughout life is you know, strictness or rules or rigidity. So naturally I felt a resistance when I imposed that upon myself and especially upon my creative output. And, you know, sitting down and having the expectation on myself to be able to produce something creative just didn't really feel right and it didn't feel good. And I just found that the more pressure and routine and structure I put on my creativity and my creative flow, the less joyful I felt about creating. Something that is very important to me is a feeling of freedom and not being limited in life and part of that is choice. So I mentioned that one of the pros of my routine was that it reduced my choice overwhelm, but I think that There were points at which that was so limited that I didn't even feel like I had the freedom to make choices in my day because, again, that would throw me off or, you know, I wouldn't be sticking to a routine. So when things became really rigid for me, it felt like I wasn't accessing that freedom of choosing how I want to spend my time and energy. And when I felt myself doing a lot of my day-to-day routines and activities and how I was spending my energy out of obligation, that's when it began to feel like I was kind of boxing myself in and becoming a little bit claustrophobic in my routine. So my natural response to this period of time was to go in the complete opposite direction. And especially when I began to come into the realization with my work that I really did have the option of setting it up however I wanted to, I pretty much removed any routine any semblance of routine altogether. I felt this 
experience of being sort of claustrophobic in my routine and my response was okay well let's just eliminate it altogether then because obviously this has been a little bit confining and you don't like rules you don't like structure so let's go in the opposite direction and I actually kind of did the same with my mental health it coincided with me feeling like I was in a good place with my mental health and well-being that I was like okay you know what I'm just gonna drop everything so I truly dropped all routine or a lot of the routine that I was following and I just was completely kind of unstructured in my day-to-day life. For me in order to learn about myself and you know something that's very supportive of my self-discovery is to actually try things and then maybe learn that that's not necessarily how I want to operate and this is a good example of trying being completely unstructured for a period of time and recognizing that actually that wasn't necessarily the solution for me. I think sometimes when I feel resistance to something, I want to trade it for the complete opposite of that thing. But usually I find that the answer is somewhere in the middle. Unsurprisingly, the downfalls and benefits of this period of time where I was more unstructured are basically the reverse of when I was pretty rigid and strict with my routine. The main thing that I took away from this period where I had zero structure is that I was so overwhelmed with decisions and choices and that the weight of being able to make whatever choice I wanted to at times just led me to sort of check out altogether because it's like I don't want to make the wrong choice and I don't want to spend my time in the wrong way because I have all of these options at my fingertips so instead of really choosing anything I would just kind of stagnate and be overwhelmed and kind of stay in that state of being overwhelmed for a long period of time. I'm definitely not suggesting that being unstructured in certain pockets of life can't be a really good thing. I think especially with creativity, it's been really helpful for me to remove some of the structure from that area, but I think removing it altogether, at least for me, has the opposite effect than what I intend. And you know, I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When it comes to where I've been able to find a little bit more balance and where I felt a lot more supported by my routine and my relationship to routine, again, is finding the sweet spot on that spectrum, which is closer to the middle. I like to think of routine as a rough outline to make time for things that are important to me. And then being able to freely flow within those loose structures. As I began to discover what worked better for me, I wanted to basically apply some of the really helpful things about my routine while not becoming so rigid and not allowing myself to adapt to unexpected things in my day-to-day life. One of the things I really loved about my routine, as I mentioned, was systematizing things that I just wanted to not spend a lot of energy on so that I could spend that energy on other areas of my life. And so things like getting dressed every day and trying to systematize a process for that and having outfit formulas and also, like I said, meals and my routine around making meals and cleaning my apartment and having systems that work for the way that I operate and also finding ways to make my routine really enjoyable. So even mundane things like cleaning the house, being able to find ways to instill a bit of joy and fun and making it so that these things that maybe felt a bit boring and rigid and at times claustrophobic, allowing myself to actually have a little bit of fun with it. And I really like to romanticize really simple day-to-day things. I do that through music or maybe putting on a show or a movie as I'm cleaning or making food. And that really helps me to have a slightly different relationship with routine as well. I promised I would get into sort of what insights I have so far for what does seem to work well for me in finding where I thrive on the routine spectrum. Like I said, I feel like everyone is different and from what I've found through conversations with friends and family is that it seems to me that everyone thrives at a different point on the spectrum and this self-discovery has been really interesting to see what my again unique sweet spot is and it's still in progress and maybe it always will be because I find that my relationship with routine is always changing the most important thing for me is to actually start from considering what is really important for me to make time for in my life so whether that's exercise making meals time with friends partner family creativity hobbies so what do I actually 
want to make time and energy for and then considering how much time for each of those things feels attainable and not overwhelming. That's actually really important for me is I feel when I was reading too far into what other people were doing, I felt like, oh, I have to be meditating for at least an hour every day because that's what someone else is doing or whatever it may be. And then it would become overwhelming. And then I would just check out of that routine altogether. So even if it's a five minute phone call with my parents once a week, whatever feels attainable and whatever makes me feel like I'm still making time for things that are important to me every day or every week, that's where I get to this point where my routine feels really satisfying and supportive. So, you know, I feel that making time for things I care about and that give me energy feels really good, but I don't want to try to take on so much to the point where I just check out and avoid doing anything altogether. Anytime I've tried to pack a bunch of things in and take on something new that feels really ambitious and outside of my norm and again this will vary from person to person what feels ambitious to me like going to the gym for an hour seven days a week may be very normal to someone else but anytime that I've tried to do that it just doesn't feel sustainable so the balance that I've been able to find is again still finding ways to make time for things that are important to me and systematizing things where possible. But I really have dialed back the expectations on myself a lot and found just small pockets of time to devote to the things that I care about. And again, what's worked for me has been if I'm implementing something new, especially into my routine, starting really small. I've found that a sense of obligation and when I am coming from a place of punishing myself so for example pushing myself to go to the gym for an hour seven days a week because I don't like the way my body looks and I want to punish it that actually doesn't work for me in the long term I've tried that approach several times so it's not really a good motivator for me personally to sustainably maintain a routine starting with things that are important to me and again if I'm going to implement something into my routine like going to the gym considering where that's coming from and usually what I find to be more sustainable is when it's coming from a place of making time for something that's important to me getting satisfaction and enjoyment out of something those are motivators that work a lot better for me and really reflecting on why I'm doing something and why I'm making time for something helps for that thing to be much more sustainable in my routine. And I do think that enjoyment is a big aspect of what's going to be sustainable in my routine, personally. Going back to the gym example, I would find it more daunting to expect myself to have a routine of going to the gym for an hour every day every week but I wouldn't find it daunting to go for an hour walk outside every day per week so my orientation towards the thing that I'm expecting to become a part of my routine 
also matters. If I look forward to it, it's just going to be that much more enjoyable and pleasant and I'm going to want to do it more. At least that's what I've experienced. Documentation is huge for me, especially when I'm trying to implement something new in my routine, but even for just any part of my routine, any aspect of my routine, my intention with documentation and systematization is to basically reduce the mental load for thinking about my routine and the tasks that I have for the day. So I literally put everything in my calendar, I set alarms for everything, and document it in any way I can so that I'm not having to think about it so much, if that makes sense. Another thing I don't find to be personally supportive in my relationship with routine is to be hard on myself and shame myself when I've slightly fallen out of it. It's going to be more productive for me to just reset and restart than it is to beat myself up about falling out of routine. So let's say I miss my morning walk for a couple days in the week it's actually not really going to help me get back into it to just sit there and be mad at myself. But what is going to help me to get back into it is to just go out and go for a walk. I mentioned that one of the things I experienced resistance to when I had a very rigid and strict routine was the fact that I really didn't feel like I was exercising much choice in my day-to-day life while also not wanting to experience choice overwhelm. So something that I help, I find helpful is to have a very loose structure with options for making choices. So I'm still able to practice a healthy amount of choice, which makes me feel like I have the freedom to decide what I'm going to do and how I'm going to spend my energy while still knowing that I'll make time for the things that are important to me. So Maybe I have a routine of going on a one-hour walk every day, but I choose a new route every day, for example, or every couple of days. Whatever feels like I'm still exercising that freedom of choice and switching it up because, again, I am someone that is prone to boredom. And the last thing I'll say, actually, I have one more thing after this, is being willing to make adjustments versus arbitrarily doing something the way I always have. We'll talk about this in a future episode, but pivoting is a big part of my life and that includes pivoting my routine. I generally have a good sense of when the way that I'm navigating my day-to-day life is kind of not working anymore or a certain aspect of it isn't working. I start to feel frustrated or lose my sense of creativity and rather than just pushing on, I can make the choice to make an adjustment where necessary. And this also allows me to accommodate, you know, different things that happen in life that are unexpected. And it allows me to not feel so thrown off balance when those things happen. And this last one kind of ties into being adaptable while also still providing the structure to make time for things that matter to me, which is rather than saying, for instance, okay, I'm going to do this thing every single Thursday at 1 p.m., I'll say, I want to do this thing once a week. And as long as I make time for it once a week, then we're good. And this I find to be particularly helpful with friendship and with socializing. I I find that if I don't consciously schedule in social things then weeks can go by without seeing my friends so I've actually found it to be really helpful with certain friends if they're willing to kind of 
set this up with me is to say, okay, let's have a routine if it feels doable for both of us where we go on one walk a week and we can choose at the beginning of the week what works best for us. And that's been really, really good too, not just with socializing, but with other things. So that's kind of my last reflection on where I'm at in this journey. And like I said, it's always evolving, but it's really a reflection to me that it's okay that I may fall on a different part of the spectrum than other people and that may change over the course of my life but being willing to discover that and set myself up for success is something that I'm really wanting to move towards. Okay so let's get into some of the submissions for today's episode. This person said it's hard to make creativity a part of our routine when we tie goals for perfection to it. I haven't started this myself so it's hard to say if it works but I think carving out even a small amount of time each day to create something even if it's as silly as a doodle will strengthen the creative muscle over time. It could also help us recognize that creativity should mainly be for enjoyment and self-expression not achievement. Okay, I really like this and I had actually touched on this previously in the episode when I talked about putting too strict of expectations on myself with respect to my creativity wasn't really working that well for me, but I like what this person said in terms of using the creative muscle and being in the habit of using the creative muscle and I think this ties in really well to what I was saying about having loose structures that we can then be very free-flowing within. And that has definitely been very supportive of me. I do that with the podcast where I find it really, really hard personally to sit down at a specific time each week and, you know, just get out an episode. But if I have a loose kind of expectation on myself to put out one episode every week and I just allow myself to let that happen every week when I feel like it's time, that feels a lot better for me and I'm still flexing that creative muscle and I'm still building that creative muscle. I'm just doing it when I feel really good about doing it. And then that makes me look forward to and be excited about my creativity and again, the more excited and the more pleasure I feel when I'm doing an activity, the more I want to come back to it. So generally, because I am someone that tends to resist being forced to do something and not feeling like it's a choice of mine, with respect to my creativity, I like to let myself have a little bit more room to play and have fun. And that makes me just that much more excited to return to it. I will say not having any structure whatsoever around my creative endeavors typically leads to me just avoiding them altogether. So I do think that having something loose in place to, like this person said, practice using the creative muscle, I think that that is personally what works really well for me. And to that point, just like a muscle, if you were actually exercising it, I do believe that it needs time to rest and that's an important thing to build into creative the creative process. I think of my creativity like a battery sometimes and the reality is when it's kind of low on juice, I really feel like it's quite an effort to produce anything creatively and so I need to allow that the time it needs to recharge and 
the same would go for a muscle that you were working out. You would want to allow it time to rest and recover so that you can use it again and continue to build it. Another person said, if I miss one day of my routine, it throws my entire week off. It's such a struggle to get back into it. This is definitely something that I spoke to in this episode and something that I have struggled with in the past before, and especially with respect to my sort of wellness practices. During a period of time where I was very strict with them, I actually found that I would feel so thrown off when I missed them, and I kind of had to rebuild my relationship with my routine and rebuild my confidence to know that I was capable of navigating my life with confidence even if I missed a certain aspect of my routine and as I've experimented a little bit more with it what I've found is that my confidence has actually grown as I've recognized that I can be adaptable and that for me was a very slow process of slowly opening up my routine a little bit more and being a little bit more adaptable bit by bit and seeing that I was actually capable of still getting through the day and being productive and doing all the things that I wanted to do even if my routine was not quite exactly the same every single day. Here is another one. This person said, I have a complicated relationship with structures. I started using a planner in my late college years and when I decided to stop using it, I felt my mind prancing around my skull restless, but it can cause me to be too much of a perfectionist. Yes, I think this speaks to the balance that we've been exploring in this episode and I'm very curious to know about the resistance that other people have to structure because I know that a lot of the resistance I feel to structure is because for a period it felt like structure was imposed on me it wasn't necessarily a conscious choice and by imposed I don't necessarily mean I was being forced into certain structures but with school there's not a great degree of choice with respect to the way that our days look and so I think the natural response for me is to run in the opposite direction of structure but like I said throughout this episode that doesn't necessarily support me in the best way and just because we had a specific relationship with a specific structure doesn't mean that all structure is bad or harmful or limiting and I've definitely been kind of relearning that relationship And so I'm curious to know if that's sort of a similar experience to other people who are expressing this resistance to structure. Okay, here's another one. And then I think I have one more after this. And it says, I constantly go back and forth between too much structure and not enough. I am a highly creative person and my creativity and using it as an outlet is a big part of my life, both hobbies and work. However, I am also someone who enjoys routine, but too much structure and I feel like my creativity can't flow as freely, but without structure, I feel stressed and don't set aside enough time to be creative. What I've found over time is having a loose structure to my day slash task is useful, but to be so attached to them and be a bit more intuitive with how I feel, oh, sorry, but to not be so attached to them and be a little bit more intuitive with how I feel like spending my time will best serve me on that day. So this is interesting because this is pretty much exactly how I feel about structure. Being on one side of the spectrum feels a little bit too claustrophobic and limiting, but then having experienced the opposite side of being completely unstructured 
also has challenges of its own. So finding that sweet spot and maybe experimenting with that a bit through trial and error is really helpful to find what works best for you and what is really supportive of your well-being and your creativity. And that's something that I've found to be super, super helpful. Okay, and then here's the last one that I'll read. It says, having a routine helps me to stay sane and I need structure in my social plans and a guide or outline to follow to succeed in school or work. I've noticed a lot that I struggle when my routine becomes too much of the same and gets dull. Without routine or structure, I would fall apart, but with it, I find I am living the same day over and over like a sim being told what to do. That's another aspect that I didn't really speak to was monotony of routine sometimes and the boredom that can result from doing the exact same thing over and over. What I began to notice when I was really routine oriented and very, very structured was that I was constantly aware of all of the different things I could be doing with my time and then still day in and day out choosing the exact same routine and I think that can be that can be great for people and I know people that really thrive like that but for me I was constantly feeling pulled towards different things but worrying that if I let any part of my routine go I would feel really out of whack and I think that again being aware of the fact that routine is very supportive is good to know about ourselves but at the same time finding ways to make it fun and I think what I said about something that really helps me is to exercise choice on a daily basis in a way that feels like it's not overwhelming and building that into my routine has been really helpful. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and let me know what your thoughts were. I'm really excited to continue the conversation. I feel like we only scratched the surface on routine and like I said This is not to make a case for either side of the spectrum. It's purely to explore my own relationship and maybe you found something within my experience. So I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.